Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Harper. Hello. Recently, I was browsing my Twitter.com. <laughs> What's that? It's a bad platform. True. And I noticed a post from the Ray Lloyd Twitter account, at oh. Lloyd Rate on Twitter.com. I've heard those dudes are great. Yeah, oh, <laughs> incredible content. And they, they posted something uh, that I just need to ask you about. Yeah. That says, um, the Nyan Neko Sugar Girls fandom is dying. <laughs> Repost if you are a true Nyan Neko Sugar Girls fan. Now... Mm. This leads me to a question. <laughs> You've put my name to this. You've established me as supporting the Nyan Neko Sugar Girls, where I have no real concept what the Nyan Neko Sugar Girls are. So I was really hoping that you could explain to me your choices, your decisions, and what the Nyan Neko Sugar Girls are. So... Um, where would you like me to start my, my, my decision to post that or what Nyan Neko The fuck are they? <laughs> okay, let's start with what is a Nyan Neko Sugar Girl? Well, <laughs> one of life's great mysteries, <laughs> truly. I'll have you know that Nyan Neko Sugar Girl is, um, it's a fan-made anime or fanime as it's colloquial term. Mm-hmm. A termed uh, series on YouTube. It was uploaded by Soap Opera 46 in... April 2010, making it almost 10 years old. Mm. Coming around to its very important... um, Decade birthday. Decade birthday. Uh, In that time, it garnered about 1.5 million views. Wait, what? Yeah. Fucking hell, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And here's why. Because it is infamous for its poor art style. Yes. Limited animation. And that's me being generous. And just painful voice acting. You're telling me something that has this animation didn't get uh, uh, didn't get nominated for an Oscar? I am. Oh. Her hair moves in two frames. Animation Amazing. does require movement. It does. It does require movement. Um, and the series focuses on the delightful cat girl Raku Chan. Oh yes. Um, and yeah, Chan seems to be a part of her full name, which is concerning. Who develops a crush on Hitoshi San, uh, a, a regular boy without cat ears. Okay. Um, but does have blue hair. Oh, an interspecies romance. I appreciate <laughs> the the boldness to go for that. I'm the one meant to be bringing the curse. So. <laughs> <laughs> to ne- never count me out. Don't put baby in the corner. So you may be asking now, having some idea of what this is, why. It still remains relevant in our zeitgeist. I'm often asking why to a lot of things you do, Harper. As you should. <laughs> Question everything. Um, well, here's the thing. Nyan Neko Sugar Girls 
is a breakdown of the late 2000s, early 2010s anime culture. Is it a critique? Definitely. It is a critique. um, And I'm going to tell you why. You're suggesting a self-awareness to the media. Oh, undoubtedly. Okay. It is a parody, without a doubt. Um, Not on anime, but on the... Well, not only on anime. It's also a parody on anime. But on the Western community who are fans of anime. Interesting. Um, It has blatant, incorrect use of Japanese terms, such as sugoi, kawaii, and pocky. Um, (laughs) How do you use pocky incorrectly? As a breakfast food. (laughs) That is incorrect. (laughs) Um, And these sorts of... uh, Sort of uses of that language is commonly attributed to... um, people who consider them fans of Japanese culture but only know about the culture through anime and um, various popular media outlets. Now, this sounds all very sugoi right now. But kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you explain why my name's been put to this, why we're supporting the, the Neko Sugar Girls? Because it is a piece of art. So Nyan Neko Sugar Girls. Exactly. Because it is a piece of art, and I'm trying to tell you why it's a piece of art. Okay, okay, sorry, yes. So it, it is a critique. We, we understand It is this. a critique of weeaboo culture. Yes. It is critique of weeaboo culture. Um, and by being on a very relevant platform to what young anime fans, without the knowledge of where to stream anime would go, is probably very easily accessible for them. So it might be one of their earlier introductions to anime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, that's a good one. And see, I think the important part about this show is by seeing these anime tropes exaggerated to such degrees allows the viewer to hold the clown house reflection up to the studio quality of other animation studios. I just want you all to know Harper is currently reading off their phone. They have brought an essay. <laughs> and see the startling similarities. Or even perhaps to turn the mirror on themselves um, to see a version of themselves within it that they may not like. Nyanyako Sugar Girls is a critique of the late 2000s weeaboo culture, as well as a critique of the anime makers that pander to these, let's say, less than favorable themes, uh, such as a boy getting kidnapped and then poor jokes about his sexuality. Hey, that old chestnut. It was made in 2010. Yes. Um, But we laugh at Nyanyako Sugar Girls because if we didn't, we would cry at our own distorted visages. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking thesis statement right there. Um, contribute to my Patreon if you want to see more lovely essays like that. I would. I am here for this. Holy I don't shit. have a Patreon. thing is, Harper told me that they'd made an essay on the Nyan Neko Sugar Girls, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is just like, you know, a few... No, no you fucking... That's a thesis. I go hot. And of course I have a thesis statement for this, because I found this show when I was first getting into anime. It's close to your heart. It's close and near to, and dear to my heart, and I bet a million other people do. Because when you're like... 13 or something, you don't know how Crunchyroll works, yep. and you don't want to sit through all the ads. You're more familiar with YouTube. You go exactly. down to YouTube, you see, what's your girls? What's this? It's 12 o'clock at night. I'm going to click on it. Boom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's incredible. Her titties are flying now, in the wind. As I'm sure you've all realized, this is a Vocaloid review and ranking podcast. We do um, rate and review the um, voice banks of the so-called Vocaloids that are put together with their adorable mascots. Um, Thank you for that explanation. <laughs> I just feel that we don't tell people what vocal leaks are enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually a really fair point. Yeah. The, the, the vocal sense. Ah, the vocal, vocal sense. sense. Yes. Um, I am, of course, Jonathan, your dear host. Everyone loves me. I'm incredible. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm joined as always by Harper, the number one Yan Neko Sugar Girl stan. I wouldn't say I stan the show, but I do recognize its cultural relevance. Okay, I'm glad. At least we can make that distinction. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we are here this week to review Neko Haru Iroha. Sorry, Nekomura Iroha. Another infamous cat girl. Mm. Actually, she's not well known, and I'm about to tell you why. The cat girl <laughs> of infamous renown is, I think, a fantastic goal in life. The walking, talking, Hello Kitty advertisement. The the cyberpunk revolution we will be read by it will be led by an infamous cat girl. Mark my words. Oh, a hundred percent. It will be a communist cat girl. Yeah, and you know it. Yeah, I'm, I, I've, I'm on Twitter. I know this is happening. I know where the revolution um, starts and ends. Exactly. Before we get into Nekomura Iroha, yes, let's do a catch up for the week. Absolutely. Have you watching anything? We watched Hunter Hunter together. We did watch Hunter Hunter. That's a good together. show. It's. It still remains good. We go through it very slowly. Um, we're taking yep. our time with it. It's like it's a long so stroll. It's so fucking good. It's still very good. As uh, I've been watching some Victory Gundam. Ooh. That show is good. And also, there is, like, just bringing the misogyny of Gundam to the forefront. Oof. Yeah. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, it handles the horrors of war really well. Yeah. And also, it has a team of women-only fighters called the Shrike Team who wear uh, lipstick-based war paint. And when one of them dies, they apply lipstick to them in a ritual at their funeral. And also is led by a guy called Oliver who always makes comments about their appearance. I hate that. I also know for a fact later on in Victory Gundam, there is a giant satellite space laser shaped like a dick and balls. So I'm very excited for that moment. Of course. Also, Victory Gundam likes its motorbikes, which is my favorite thing in the world. Oh, those medieval... Um... <laughs> yeah, the medieval. Sorry, let me <laughs> let me get the fucking quote from Duke Eek, which is a name that a character has. I'm so glad. Duke Eek is the man who rides around in a giant uh, motorbike tank who has put forward the plans for a giant motorbike battleship. Ah. It's like a, it's like a warship, but with wheels. She... I don't understand why they're not getting the guy who's supposedly designed this Dick and Balls satellite to design more ships. Um, <laughs> this is my Dick and Balls robot? This is my Dick Balls robot. Dick Balls. Uh, here we go. By remi- reviving the bikes of the Middle Ages and reviving the tradition of driving, I've now become unstoppable. Now which is have, just fucking fantastic. We have done this already on the podcast. I have done this already on the podcast, haven't I? Um, but it is just such a good bit that you do have to bring it around go again. Go to my Twitter. I put up another, another picture of him with the giant motorbike bike battleship going this thing will raise fear in the hearts of our enemies yes. and i'm like yeah sure dude i guess it's excellent it is excellent um other than that uh i've been playing an mmo been playing total war three kingdoms the huge you're a nerd learning accordion that's dope yeah it's good fun uh check out my twitter as well for some accordion playing oh. um and i guess we should get into our vocaloid for the week so some background for you all it's a Hello Kitty Vocaloid. Get in there, folks. This shit kind of rules. I am conflicted. Yep. Because it is so obviously a blatant, you know, and we'll get into it more with her personality, a blatant yep. advertisement for Kitty and how you must stand the brand. Yes. And uh, this is coming from the number one Hello Kitty Stan Harper. Not anymore. Not anymore. I was awakened. I when was did you awaken to when I read that? Oh, really? Yeah, I was yeah. awakened to the atrocities. Okay, so some other background. Uh, was designed by a former erotica artist, and it oh. does kind of show. Um, but also, they also helped design characters for No More Heroes and uh, some Gynax animes. Oh, No More Heroes, that makes sense. Yeah. And Gynax, as in Evangelion, 
Gunbusters. Ah, that, that makes kind sense of stuff. as well. That makes sense as well. So, like, the thing is, good artist. Good artist. Um, you there can is see a it in kind the, of horny form. You can see it in the comically small body parts and the overgrown head. Um, and you can see it in the soft versions. <gasps> Tig old biddies. Oh, yeah. The rest is fine. The rest are fine. Like, I, I won't lie. Her design's cute. Yeah, and she has, like, a variety of costumes, which I really appreciate. Me too. Well, of course she does. That's, like, her whole deal. Yeah. Uh, she is basically a Hello Kitty idol. Yeah. Um, she does have the cool speaker suit. Yes. I, uh, before we get into that real quick. Yes. I also want to say there is an official backstory. And yes. as much as it is a corporate show backstory, this gives me life because they're actually doing something. Shit, that's true. That's true. You are putting a positive spin onto something that did suck the soul out of me. So thank you for that. It's it's not written well. No. <laughs> but like they're taking effort, they're putting into it. And it does have a kind of sweet moment of a mum helping her daughter. That is which sweet. is very sweet. That is very sweet. Um so I appreciate that a lot. Into the look. She has speakers for hands and a bunch of potential outfits. Yes, in her version two, I believe. Yes, in V2 Vocaloid two, form. In her V2 film, I do have to talk about her speakers for hands things. The first, hand cannons, yes. Because it's also got this really nice combination of like, um, like if you look at the top part, it yeah. looks like a cute little kimono. It does, but then it becomes like a bodysuit. Sort of yeah, which looks dope. It fucking looks like the plug suits from Evangelion. It does, doesn't it? It does. That, okay, but the thing about Evangelion is it has good suit designs, oh, has absolutely. good mech designs, it absolutely does. and it shows through excellently in this Hello Kitty mech. I still like the designs. I like the, like, the little faces on the diamonds on her leggings. Yes, they're like, so cute. I Actually, she has a bunch of really good outfits, the thing. Exactly. Like, her look is good. It's really cute. Um, I had more written. Uh, her backstory comes with even more outfits, which is good. The thing that stands out about her is she has effort put into her design, into her backstory, into most aspects of her. That is true, actually. She does have a lot of effort put into this. I haven't seen this much of it since um, uh, Kyoteru, yeah. uh, the, 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 the rock star teacher. Yeah, but yeah. even then, like, the one who I can think of who has the most effort and like consistently good design is Hatsune Miku. Fuck, you're right. Like, Gumi is great, but Gumi doesn't have this consistency no, in her designs. No, she does not. She does have excellent designs, and yes. she is beautiful. Um, but... She does not have this variety. Yeah. Also, I do like the motif of like the little rainbow colored pin flower. Yeah. Uh, that's really cute. And I'm going to be honest, as much as it is a corporate show, Hello Kitty's cute. Hello Kitty is 100% cute. And I like the Hello Kitty accents to her outfits. They do it in really creative ways. They do actually. Like, it's so easy to get garish yeah. with this sort of like um, look, but. They didn't. The it's umbrella's great. In the Kitty Lair version, I love her ridiculous ponytail. Yes, I know, right? Like, the upper belt in the bodysuit version and the helmet is pretty great, I'm going to be honest. Her ponytail's kind of like a tail in a way. Yeah. It's just really cute. She, she has fantastic design, it's the thing, folks. Yeah. Guess what? You hire a very good character designer, you're going to get good character, character designs. Design. 100%. 100%. Um, this is a character that like, I think stands out the most for look-wise out of most of the ones we've seen. Definitely. And I think because they had not only a good character designer, but a direction to take this. Like it had to be Hello Kitty themed and centered. Mm. And like it shows, like there's a direction with this design. They know what they wanted with it. Yeah. Like even with Gumi, you're like, it's ha- it has got so much direction. Yeah, yeah. She is the most well-defined character of and like of just everything about it exactly. is so well-defined. Exactly. Um, Which I guess like I'm positive on look. No, same. Yeah, I do love the look a lot. Which leads to personality. Her personality, she fucking loves Hello Kitty. She does love Hello Kitty. Uh, should we should we get into the nitty gritty of the backstory now? Yeah, please. Do you want to take over? Uh, yeah. So basically, the backstory for her is her going to be inducted as a platinum 
Kitty, like Hello Kitty, Kitty idol, like a Kitty idol. I think basically it's not really explained what a Hello Kitty fan is. Yeah. Um, Plat- Platinum Kitty is the term they Platinum use. Platinum Kitty, but like it describes as like this big competition where everyone's like trying to be look the best to yeah. be chosen. I, I assume it's like modeling for the company. Or it something. gives me idol vibes. Yeah. It's definitely high idol vibes, um, and you know it's all about her, like you know being unsure, feeling self conscious. You know she's she she doesn't feel like she's quite matching up to the standards of all the other girls there at the at the rehearsal, yeah. and then like her mom gives her this special bag to open when she really needs it, and this. She couldn't open the bag before, but now she magically can. Yeah. And she finds all her mom's old pins. And, and they're Hello all Hello Kitty, Kitty like accessories. All Hello Kitty accessories. And she puts them on and she starts to feel more confident and happy. And it's really sweet. Yeah. I guess what really got me though with it um, right at the end is just sort of like, haha, this family's commitment to the brand is what gets them into the good places. I actually missed that part uh, of it. Let me just that, that left a bit of a sour note in my mouth. So I would like to say it is called How Nekamura Iroha Became a Platinum Kitty. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, a good, cute family, um, daughter, mother vibes there, really sweet, but does get overshadowed by the corporate brand, chill. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. From mother to daughter, dreams and hopes break the barrier of time, respect and affection for the brand. Yeah. The concept she created is what Hello Kitty wants to show. And I think that ruins the backstory. It that one line. It. it ruins it. Because like, it's not about Hello Kitty. It's about this mother and daughter. Yeah. Exactly. It's the classic tale of like one of those trailers that appropriates a happy story to yeah. be like, and then I got a Jeep, you know? Yes. Oh, God, I hate that so much. Like, It's exactly that. I, I'm, I'm torn because I fucking hate brand shilling like this. Yeah, exactly. Says us who works on a Vocaloid podcast. We are basically shilling for a brand. But on the other hand... They've put effort in. They put they've, so much effort they've in. They've made that backstory. And so, like, I have to respect it for that. I do have to respect and it. And I respect most of the backstory. But it fills me with anger. It fills you with rage. I am easily angered. You're so valid. Um, so, yeah. that's uh, So, I'm going to put myself down as mixed on her personality. Um, just because of that backstory. I actually think her character, as much as it's such a show character... Her obsession with Hello Kitty really works well. Oh, totally. Because it's the typical like Fire Emblem style and gacha character style template, which is you give them a personality trait, that's their personality trait, (laughs) and you understand them and you feel connected to them because of their personality trait. Exactly. It has, um, she has something that I'm sure a lot of Vocaloid listeners and fans can to relate to (laughs) is an obsession. Yeah. And not only that, but it makes her stand out. Exactly. Because, like, as much as I love, like, uh, who's a good one? Like, I like Mako, right? Oh, totally. I can't tell you nothing about Mako's personality because there's no. nothing there. But same you with say, Kaito, yeah. same with even Gumi. Like, oh, Gumi's totally. not a personality. No. How many of the past vocaloids that have we done that are like, no. oh, they're happy and bubbly? Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. Whereas this one's given her a thing, and I really appreciate that. It has, but I'm not sure if someone's personality should be Hello Kitty. That's fair. Um, Like, that's that's one thing that'll get me. Like, okay, like I was saying before... We can relate to her because she's got an obsession. Yeah. That obsession is her personality, and there are people who do take their obsessions to be their personality, yeah. and that's not always a great thing to do. No. Like, I understand doing it. God, we all got to cope. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I like, think yeah. it makes sense from a character design standpoint from when you're making so many characters. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's why I said the gotcha thing, because, like, gotchas are always, this person is angry and has an axe. Like, it is the most boilerplate basic stuff. And Vocaloid is, if anything, a gacha. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, they're making so many characters, they need to find ways to define them in that simple way. That's true. That's true. And make them stand out and be memorable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think it's just, uh, that's why I'm positive on it, but you're still mixed? I'm still mixed. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
I wish it wasn't such a shill character. But oh, like, totally, totally. It makes sense that they did what they did, you know? Oh, like Hello Kitty and Vocaloid mashup makes total also, sense. Also, what are you going to do? Turn down that Sanrio cash? Jesus Christ, no. No. If San- Sanrio was like, hey, we'll put an ad on your podcast, we'd be like, oh. Yeah, 100%. I'll swallow Hello Kitty live on air. Let's do it. There's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, we're never getting that sponsor- sponsorship at least. Yeah. But the other thing is like, you know, there are more evil companies. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. If Disney's coming to us, no. I'm going to get shot. It's going to Disney assassin's going to come for you're me. You're going to get assassinated. The Mickey Mouse just laugh and then a sniper through your head. Oh, you must suffer me. <laughs> oh, bad. Yeah, there we go. It's so bad. There we go. All right, here is my song uh, today from Slave VVR. Uh, I believe it's called Hot Pursuit, The Real Story of the Runaway Girl. So, you know how I said that this character just has, uh, uh, they have a lot of effort put into them. This voice fucking rules. It's one of the few Vocaloid voices I've heard that, like, you can trust to be a cappella, as that song does early on in it. That's true, It has it by itself, nothing underneath. It can hold its own. That's by the the creator Slave VVR. Just look up their shit. They make so many fucking good songs, especially with Nekoharu. Sorry, Nekomura. I don't know why I keep saying Nekoharu. Sorry. And I think, you know how you talked about Teacher Boy? Yes. Um, uh, what's his name? Kyoteru. Kyoteru, yeah. You know how I talked about him having a cl- clarity and preciseness to his voice? Yes. She has the same thing. She has the same thing. But and I think she has more power. Oh. I think she holds her own better in the mix. I'd have to re-listen to him again, but I can see what you mean. She she does have a powerful voice. I think I said Kiyotaro couldn't hold his own in the mix. I could be wrong. Let me just double check that. We've said that about a few vocalists. Yeah. So what I wrote about uh, uh, Kiyotaro actually is that he's not big and extra, but like an understated nice quality. So what I think I found was that he could hold his own in the mix. He wasn't like dropped out, but that preciseness really aided him. And I think it's the same thing with Nekomura. Like it's a nice voice that hits things well and sounds good. No, 100%. Fucking great voice. Uh, let's hear your song. Uh, yes, my song is called Pink Diva, and it is from the YouTube channel. Uh, it is from the YouTube channel Nekomura Iroha. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> It's a good voice. It's a good voice. Like, they just use it really well and, like... It can get highs. It can get lows. It's super fun. It's a it's a good, boppy voice. It's versatile. It can do a lot of stuff. It sounds fantastic. Like you said, it's got that precision. Yeah. It's. I'm actually kind of shocked with this level of goodness that it isn't... I haven't seen it before. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, it's, it's an interesting one because... It was received well at fans, yeah. but it hasn't gained a massive amount of popularity. It just didn't seem to have that traction to keep going. Yeah, which I wonder if it's because of how they marketed or, or if it was because it was AH software as opposed to one of the others that or something like it. that. Yeah. But it is one of the best sounding Vocaloid it's voices. shocking. That I've heard so far. Yeah, same. No, like I only have good things to say about this voice. She sounds fucking great. Yeah. People are making fantastic songs with her. And people need to make more songs with her. I actually want to go and listen to more. Yeah. Uh, like fully, Slave VVR did a whole bunch of them. You know I'm checking that out. And they're all kind of jazzy, kind of fun. Ooh, it's, it. it's a little good I bit of fun. It. 
yeah. yeah. It's nice to have a very good Vocaloid after last week's. Oh, absolutely. Just nothing. Just just nothing there. This is just as we've come off a low into a beautiful high. What an incredible high we've hit. Oh, I'm right. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Love it. Ooh, chef's kiss. <laughs> Which I think means it's time to our rating, rating point. Absolutely. First up. Yeah, Kaito. Appearance-wise, I prefer Hello Kitty. Yeah, same. Personality-wise. She's got more. She has she has more and it's not pervert, so we got that going yeah, for us. Yeah, I know. Okay, I do prefer Branchill over pervert. Yeah. Which is wild to say. That's a hell of a sentence. Um, and voice, she's better. She's so much better. So that means she beats Kaido. She beats Kaido. Big Al, look. I prefer her look. Yes, personality. She Ooh. has one. She definitely- ha- w- She's not a war machine. Did well, y'all know Big Al's in Hunter Hunter? Fuck off. When we're talking real stuff now. This is okay. a serious this podcast. I like she's got an established personality and a back this is a very serious podcast. Very serious. And a backstory. Provided by the company. Yeah, that's true. She's and got more there. But is it good? No, but it's more. more <laughs> like they, we actually have stuff to work with. That's true, that's true. And I like her voice. I do like her voice. I prefer her voice to Big Al. So she'd win it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which means Hiyamaki Teddy. Oh, this is a hard one. Look. See, this is a combination of like my two favorite aesthetics, which is uh, kawaii core and punk. Yep. Like if I could uh, just- He's not that punk. He's more rock. Uh, and rock. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Look at me. Sorry. I'm Jonathan. I know the difference <laughs> between punk and rock because I play music. Like we get it. You're a talented musician. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me. Look. I don't know. Okay. You need to contend with the fact that Hiyamoku Tero has the most basic-ass bitch boot-looking motherfucker. That's true. He's very basic-looking. He does look like a nerd in one of his designs. And I don't think The Rock makes up for it. You're right. Yep. So it goes Neko's to, got more work goes to Neko. Goes, goes, to, goes to Hello Kitty. Personality. I do like the idea of a, of a rock star raised by a priest. Yep. <laughs> and who's a big nerd that's shy, but when he's on stage, he's a beast. Exactly, you know? exactly. Exactly. I think I'm giving it to Kyuteru. Yeah, same. Because it's less of a shill. I have to go with Kyuteru as well. Voice. They're both precise. They're both really good. They're both really nice to listen to. Mm-hmm. I also like Neko. It's Neko's voice. Yeah, Neko's voice Neko's gets voice. it. <sighs> Which means... Is she seriously? Against Gumi. Okay, I was about to say, is she our top rated vocal? No, 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 Gumi. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say I prefer Gumi's look. Yep just because it's hard to make green and yellow work like that together. And they nailed it. And they nailed it. Yeah. Um, personality. <laughs> she does have more personality. She does have more personality. And if you took away the Hello Kitty part, they pretty much have the same personality. Yep. So she does get it there from me. Voice. Does Hello Kitty win? Are you saying Hello Kitty wins? She's got a preciseness that sometimes Gumi lacks, but... She doesn't have the bangers like Gumi do, does, though. Are you kidding me? Did you listen to that Slave VR song? I it played? ain't no echo, though. They go two different vibes. One is jazzy. One is a fucking bassy dance song. Okay, but this is an unbiased review. Um, yeah, we're completely unbiased. We've never been biased once in our life, and Gumi certainly isn't up at the top as she currently is because of my bias. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. God damn it. Oh. This is tough. I'm just going to listen to a Gumi song that isn't Crush a P for a second. Fuck you, that's valid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in turmoil here. I'm absolutely writhing. Hello Kitty has come into my house, eaten all my grapes, and now has stabbed me in my big toe. Don't trust Hello Kitty. She's got an innocent look, but she will take you down. She will destroy. 
the woman you love. Gumi wins in voice. Yes! For me, for me. <laughs> Gumi remains top. <laughs> oh, that was close. That was a close one. That was one. so fucking close, folks. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is just... This is not a Vocaloid ranking and review podcast anymore. This is how long can we keep Gumi at the top because, or else before Harper goes feral. That was fucking close. That was, oh my God. My heart's going. I was having a crisis. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, that was... Whew. I need a moment. Uh, yeah. Need um, a- if you think we are wrong and uh, Hello Kitty should be at the top. Send um, us messages on Twitter and Tumblr. Yeah, you can find us at... Uh, uh, Lloyd Rate on Twitter. Lloyd Rate on t- Twitter. Uh, rate hyphen R hyphen Lloyd on Tumblr. Yep. Uh, listen to a bunch of other That's Not Canon podcasts. I know we've got a plan for like a poetry one coming out soon, I'm pretty sure, which will be really exciting. Pretty dope from our podfather themselves. Yep. Uh, and we do uh, uh, That's Not Canon Productions as a company does have a Patreon you can tr- contribute yeah, to. Yeah, that's like a good a point. dollar if you want um, to chuck it in. Uh, also... Um, you can Review us on your podcast app of choice. Yep. Rec- recommend us to your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Pirate Killjoy. And follow me on Twitter at Harps Monty. And tune in next week where we are going to listen to Utatane Pico. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.